Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. My conversation today is with boss babe and product entrepreneur, Sarah Gotch. Okay, friends, Sarah is such a great resource as an entrepreneur of a product, so please reach out to her if you have a question about your own product or maybe developing your own product. But I also want you to give her dip mixes a try. I really do love them. It completely changes the flavor of Greek yogurt to taste more like a dip mix. Her company, Gnarly Pepper, creates custom blends like veggie and an onion powder that pair with any of your favorite Greek yogurts. You can use full fat, you can use non-fat. She now even has these great tear packets that you can use just for an individual serving of yogurt. So if you need one for on the go, if you need one for lunch, all you do is use a tear packet, put it in your individual thing of yogurt, and you have a dip mix for your favorite vegetable. You can go to her website, gnarlypepper.com, or amazon.com, or you can go to my website this week, annelizabethrd.com, and from today until next Monday, you can enter in your information on the form that pops up, and I will send the first five people a packet with one of my books to kick off the new year as a gift to all of you, and you can try one of her awesome dip mixes. It is a blast to connect with new people through friends that you meet along the way, and this is exactly how I met Sarah. Sarah is a fellow Iowan who loved to eat dips as a kid, and when she realized the serving size of dips, she took a leap of faith, quit her job, and created dip mixes she loved to eat and was proud to share with the rest of the world with great nutritional content. Sarah and I talked about what it's like to create a product and all there is involved to get the product to the people. If you are someone thinking about making your own product, this podcast is something you will definitely want to listen to. Please enjoy my conversation with Sarah. Well, I'm excited to have a conversation with you today um, just because of your business and how we met is completely by chance, but I'd like to just get to know you a little bit more, kind of how you got on this adventure with your business and just kind of your background and and just your passions of kind of how you got here and, and where you kind of see yourself going. So maybe take me back to when you were younger and what did, you know, how did you kind of get to this point in your life that you wanted to create a product and all that great stuff? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, actually, when I was younger, I never thought I would be an entrepreneur, um, quite honestly, but I would play not so much um, house, but I played business and school. <laughs> you did. So, you played business. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. My grandma had a bunch of like Avon books and home books um, with order catalogs. And I would actually call people that were fake <laughs> and uh, they would put in orders with me and I'd write down the, the numbers and add up their totals and all that stuff and tell them it would be shipped on their way. So looking back at that, that is uh, totally the realm that I'm in with online sales. So it's kind of, um, kind of bizarre um, in that regard. But yeah, I was um, born and raised in the Siouxland area and um, went to college at USD, got a graphic design background. So I don't really have a lot of 
knowledge in the business world. So I've, I've been doing a lot of YouTube. Um, mentors are pretty important in that regard. Um, but yeah, the food realm, the business realm just kind of adapted um, in my life as I reached my mid-20s. And I didn't feel that the nine to five pace was my um, the best to my liking, I guess. It wasn't really in my personality to, to do that. So looking at my options, I um, have always been inspired by kind of the health food realm. Um, I'm not a binge eater, but I found myself binging in dips and, um, I don't know, different sour cream based items that were always very tasty. And my mom always had out (laughs) and it tempted you. (laughs) Yeah. And like, after you look at the tablespoon, um, setting on those and they're about a hundred to 120 calories for two tablespoons, I'm like, whoa. I had about 20 tablespoons, I swear, today. So, I don't know. It's just a whole slew of... Um, different events that kind of happen. Or just different yeah. things that's happened in your life that yeah. you kind of put all together. So, yeah. with your graphic design background... I mean, obviously, I've noticed like on your products, do you do all your graphic design for your product and like for your website? Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, having a background in that is um, very helpful. I actually did... Um, start another company called Lavoto. Um, it's digital scrapbooking. So it would be kind of like my generation. We have some print pho- photography and then it morphs into the digital world. So it's trying to get the print photos on the digital platform for people. Um, so I did have a little start in the business realm of that, um, creating my LLC and figuring out um, billing and bookkeeping and stuff there. But morphing that with graphic design videography, um, it's been very helpful and it's been cost effective. (laughs) Um, not having to pay someone so much to help do all that, but it's, it's time consuming and trying to break out the barriers of, um, bookkeeping and marketing and sales. I'm busy 24 (laughs) seven. Cause you do all that yourself. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and that is one benefit for you because I think that's probably one of the biggest um, charges that people have is that all that online, the digital presence, the professional website, graphic design, the videos. And you, I mean, even though you're into the food realm, you have a really good basis to help you kind of push yourself forward that way. So yeah, it's been very, very helpful. That's fun. And your graphic design is so cute. I love, I love your marketing materials for your products. They're really neat. Well, good. So you are a dip lover and you were shocked by those calories <laughs> from yes. sour cream, which I know is crazy. So kind of tell me about how gnarly pepper kind of started, how it was created, how you kind of got the idea to have a healthier option and to mix that with a Greek yogurt or a yogurt. For sure. Um, so I've always kind of been a fan of Greek yogurt and the plain Greek yogurt took me actually a while to get used to. And still when I sell um, the product to people, they're like, Ooh, I don't like Greek yogurt, but you wouldn't know the difference getting the formulations of the gnarly pepper product in there as the taste of Greek yogurt. Um, but I, I don't know if I was semi sheltered. I didn't read a lot of food magazines or watch, but I'm like, Greek yogurt is not being utilized as much as it should. It's healthy. It's got probiotics. There's a lot of benefits in it. 
if we could maybe incorporate my favorite dip, onion dip with potato chips, um, <laughs> make that healthy. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, I didn't reinvent the wheel, but I'm, I'm just kind of looking at that option of kind of trying to free the guilt, um, have people kind of indulge in flavors that they might love already, even a vegetable dip that we have. Um, if you're going to eat the healthy carrot, why not have a healthy dip? So um, trying to bring out those flavors and look at Greek yogurt kind of in the salty, savory realm versus a breakfast item. So I know the Greeks actually use Greek yogurt a lot, um, but I felt, especially in the Midwest, I don't think it was just being utilized as much as it could be in our cooking world, subbing it out for the butter and the oils, the sour cream, the cream cheeses and everything else. Or do you like to cook? Is that something that besides, you know, the yummy dips and things like that, do you like to get in the kitchen and try different uses for a product? Absolutely. Actually, yes. I love, love, love cooking. I'm, I'm a terrible baker because you have to measure things. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's where I struggle. But yeah, cooking a little this and that, I'm, I'm very into that. I actually worked in the fine food business world um, as a server and kind of being intrigued in the kitchen more so than the floor. So I've been doing that for about 10 years before I started this too. So I kind of had a feel and a love for the food for sure. Okay. So then you kind of knew like where to even start when it came to creating your dip mixes too, because I'm sure you probably have different experience with different types of Greek yogurt and with different yogurt and different flavor profiles, because I'm sure you've done the Hidden Valley Ranch dip and Mm -hmm. all of those different ones that we've I think as dietitians, we've tried and I don't think they work as well. So maybe tell me more about that process for you. Um, Yeah. So I definitely wanted to keep something all natural. Um, And within my products, there are dehydrated vegetables and salts. And people might argue that there's, whoa, there's a lot of sodium. But once it's dispersed amongst the Greek yogurt, it's still a way healthier option. Um, so looking at the ranch packets and different ones, there's a lot of um, um, products in there that might be all natural. And my Like Mayo actually has a couple of those in there, which I'm not proud of, but um, the factories have to do what they have to do to keep your product good too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I certainly starting out, um, I was using Chobani yogurt. And now I'm teaming up with a lot of local products. Um, Supernaturals yogurt in Iowa has actually been a great um, yogurt company to work with. And I started making my own Greek yogurt because I was sampling so much that I was spending so much money. It was way more um, efficient for me to make my own, which is a process in itself. And it tastes amazing. So, oh my gosh, you make your own Greek yogurt? <laughs> yes, but it's so hard because I think it tastes better than the store-bought stuff. So therefore, when I would sample it, people were like, oh my God, this is so good. And then they'd go home and make their own and like, this doesn't taste the same. So I was kind of... Oh. <laughs> I was That's hard. Yeah, so I still <laughs> had to use the other yogurts as a sampling choice, but yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't make Greek yogurt. So good for you for doing that. <laughs> It's a process. <laughs> Most people wouldn't probably do that, but no. that's so that's interesting how um, you know, just trial and error basically is what you did. So maybe I think as for like my listeners who are, you know, in into food and into health and nutrition and, and entrepreneurs, 
if you're trying to create a product, how difficult is that to do? I mean, I, I, it's like, where do you even begin? <laughs> yes. Um, it actually, I drug my feet for a couple of months, quite honestly, because I didn't know where to start. Um, I would certainly say if you are currently employed with someone, um, there's a lot of time frame in between starting and actually getting going. So I wouldn't quit a job necessarily to start a passion until you get some certain things underway. Like, you know what you want to name your company, maybe get your trademark. That takes a while. And your LLC, if you want to be a sole proprietor in your business, some of that stuff takes a while to get processed before you start to love and indulge 100% of your time into it. Um, I would certainly say talk to some mentors and different people in the field that you're going into um, to get kind of a basis on that. But as far as jumping in, it's oh, I think a lot of people don't tell you how much time is invested when you become your own boss. And I don't think people tell people truly that that's the case because if you don't try, you're always going to wonder what if. So never want to be a dream crusher. Um, but you got to make sure you talk to your audience, your target market, see if the product is legit. I would start there for sure. See if people want to buy it. It might be a great product for you and like close friends, but do the other millions want to buy it too? So who are your, who are your people that you kind of started, um, distributing your product to that weren't, like you said, your close unit? Um. I went to a couple events here locally. I'm a part of a young professional group and they had some events that I did some samplings at. Um, and I got some pretty good feedback on that. And I asked um, what kind of flavors they'd like to see um, being paired up with the Greek yogurt and kind of getting a basis for another future run of different blends. Um, so I got some feedback on that. And then I'd actually go sit at coffee shops um, if some ladies were waiting for coffee or something, I'd go up to them and be like, hey, if you have a few minutes here, um, I have a product because I am mostly targeted towards women, middle-aged, I suppose. Um, but I certainly don't want to tear away from the gentleman side at all. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just getting out there, it's nerve-wracking. Uh, but once you get like three down, it's like a breeze. I was going to say that that would be kind of difficult to kind of, I think I like your idea of maybe joining um, a young professional group or some groups in your community that you could get some feedback from, from other maybe business owners or entrepreneurs themselves. Yeah. I never would have thought of a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was actually through a course that I took um, uh, through Iowa and it was hosted at uh, Witt Community College here. And it was a business course that I had taken. And that was kind of the justification of we had to do so many a week interviews to see if our product is something that's a good. Oh, interesting. Did yeah. you, so did you do business classes kind of after you got your degree and kind of started the business adventure? Um, this was a gift from winning a co local competition. I had pitched um, at the innovation market here in Sioux City and receiving first prize. I had the opportunity to enroll in the six week course. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, even there too, if you have a pre-idea um, pre or a product, it's always good to look at different competitions to get true feedback. And obviously, I had some gusto and motivation behind me. I'm like, yeah, this is going to work, you know, and <laughs> having a team behind me kind of like, where are things now? 
um, it did, it does push you to, uh, care that much more and really get it to a successful end, if you will. That's really cool. I didn't even know things like that existed when it came to, um, even, I mean, business. Yeah. But I didn't know like with product launches or with products that you're creating that those kind of opportunities are out there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There certainly are. So do you have, um, besides your own personal interest when it comes to nutrition, do you have any nutrition background? Did you take anything since you were working with a food product? How did that kind of work for you? Um, actually I, I don't have any nutrition background. Um, like again there, I kind of was doing a lot of research online and YouTubing different things and, um, reading a lot of blogs. Um, Mm -hmm. But just trying to be switching out that base for the Greek yogurt over the others was kind of my um, main go-to on it all. Um, but selling to some natural food stores and stuff, I would almost like to go back and revamp um, some of my blends to fit in their stores more so. Um, all three of my products are gluten-free and all natural with no MSG. But my like mayo blend can't be called GMO free because there's a sugar beet involved and it might be GMO, but we don't know for sure. Okay. You know, so you're not for sure. Yeah. So it's like I can't label it in that regard. So I just, I kind of wish I would have done more research and teamed up with a true nutritionist um, for the like mayo blend. But otherwise, um, it is, it's all trial and error. Trial and error for you. So do you, I guess I picture like when you come up with a food product, like you're in your kitchen and you're whipping it all together and you're packaging it and you're doing it all yourself. Was that how it was in the beginning? Because I know that's not kind of what you're doing now, but when you first started, is that how you distributed the product? Um, Actually, not not for certain here. I, I did a lot of sampling um, based out of the home and I did my formulations um, in grams and stuff out of the home. Um, for the one fourth cup of Greek yogurt. So once I got a formulation that I liked and a lot of people I got great feedback from, I actually teamed up with a co-packing company that I sent my uh, formulation to and got a non-disclosure agreement because I was like nervous as all get out thinking that they were just going to steal it and run, but they didn't. Yes. Um, yeah. Then they take that and they times it to a quantity that they ship back and I sample it um, to make sure it tastes the same. And then they're using their um, spices and stuff. And here I'm buying anything off the shelf at um, like Hy-Vee and the grocery stores and I'm using anything and everything making my formulation. And then I have to make sure that those brands and blends taste the same as what they have in-house. So that went back and forth through the mail quite a while and then um, found some pouches online that I liked and ordered those. I hand label those and send those off and they get filled at the co-packing plant. So, Okay. So you're still kind of in that, in the process. You're not completely outsourcing it 100%. um, Well, with these new tear packets, they are outsourced 100%. Um, I do have a film that is um, printed with my design and everything. But as far as the large pouches, um, which gets you about 20 cups of um, flavoring, I do hand stick those yet. 
<laughs> so, Someday, me, right? Oh, yeah, that's the goal, right? <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I think that's interesting. Um, I think, you know, like I thought you were like in the kitchen creating all of these yourself. And that makes sense, like in the beginning, but you do probably want to have a consistent product and that these kind of facilities exist with your ingredients that will package it and mix it for you in large quantities. Yes. That's very interesting. I didn't know about that. I, is it hard to find those places? Absolutely. And actually, I reached out to a company in Colorado and they um, visited with me briefly and said, you might want to go to our sister company that's a lot smaller in Florida. And I was kind of offended. I'm like, well, I want to be big someday. So <laughs> I reached out to a local gentleman that um, is in the food business and he had always been doing work with this other company in Nebraska and had a great relationship. So I gave them a, a shot and I'm really liking them. So you're really happy with them. So they must specialize in like spices and, yeah. and those type of ingredients. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Huh. That's so, see, that's interesting to learn about. So talk to me about your product line and kind of how you decided on your flavors. I'd really like to know more about your like mayo because I have had the opportunity to sample them now and I love them. Okay. It's amazing. I want to shout them out to all my my clients Yay. as a dietitian because they do taste so much better than just adding spices to Greek yogurt. It does something to the Greek yogurt. So talk to me about your line and talk to me about each of the flavors that you have. Yeah. Okay. So um, currently I have the like mayo blend, which does make the Greek yogurt taste like mayonnaise. And I'll touch more on that. And then the veggie dip and an onion dip. So I didn't branch out to like overly unique flavors. I wanted um, flavors that people were already used to, but looked at it in a new light of being healthier. So they didn't feel so guilty eating all this onion dip and veggie dip. And ironically, there truly isn't veggie and onion dip on the market. There's the onion soup mix that people try to mimic an onion dip with sour cream. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, just traditional flavors didn't really exist. So I'm thinking, I'm like, whoa, people love these flavors. There's an outlet there. They can mix it and use it on their own time. Because um, the premise with my big pouches at the beginning, they're a 6 to 6.6 .6 ounce bag. And I buy the big tubs of Greek yogurt. So rather than being stuck with a container of a dip that is store-bought, you might forget about it or not use it all. So there's less waste where you can just mix your Greek yogurt and a teaspoon of the pouch mix together and have it on your own time. So it's, it's not like you're locked into a certain flavor either. So you can add as much or little as you want. Um, but yeah, certainly with the like mayo, it saves you about 1200 calories per cup. So there's, um, less sodium. Uh, there's a touch of sugar, but it's less than one gram. Um, so you're looking at a great healthier option and there's a little bit of the vinegar taste and the mustards, anything that you would find truly in mayonnaise is found in the like mayo powder blend. And hmm. once you mix it in, and I, I say it's kind of funny with the like mayo name, I think people expect it to taste just like mayonnaise. But it's it's like it's like mayo. So it's like it's um, anytime you use mayonnaise, you're using it in that like form formulation. So it's great mm -hmm. for your chicken salads, your tuna salad, um, pasta salads, p 
potato salad anytime you truly use mayonnaise. And a lot of people, I understand, switch out Greek yogurt for mayo, but it's always missing something. And this is totally the something. Um, I so agree with you. Yeah. I do. It it does make it, it gives it, I don't know what it is, but it does give it that flavor that it's missing. Yeah, and for sure. And once you start adding in your chicken and chopped onions or dried cranberries, what have you, to make your salads, I mean, you, you truly wouldn't almost know the difference. And you're saving a lot of calories. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, 1,200 calories per cup, holy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, now on our product line, so we had the larger pouches. Now we have the tear packets. And the tear packets are um, a lot less on the retail side, um, being under $2 per packet. And they pair perfectly with the 5.3 ounce cup of yogurt. And to my knowledge, I am the only pouch in the U.S. that pairs with a cup of yogurt. That is really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, that's how a lot of people buy there. I mean, like, but like you said earlier, a lot of people don't buy the big container. So, and they're on the go. Right. So these tear packets are like perfect for that. Absolutely. And even so, like making a nice lunch with the chicken salad, if you were to buy, um, or let's say the tuna, buy a can of tuna, the like mayo pack, and your little cup of yogurt, a little salt and pepper, and whatever else you add in there. It makes it super convenient. No measuring cups, no teaspoons. You just go to town. So <laughs> that's, that's, and that's the best part because we have to make things for people. Otherwise, they won't do yes. it. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. And you, and you sell all your products. Um, locally, obviously, but you also sell them on Amazon and then on your website as well. Yes. Yep. Um, two outlets there. Um, I do have with the tear packets now kind of some variety packs. Um, you can order them in six, 12, um, 15 varieties. So a lot of options online on the website for those. Um, Hy-Vee's and different specialty shops around the Siouxland area. And I'm slowly branching out across Iowa and Nebraska and South Dakota. And then I actually have some on the East Coast. So, Ooh, yes, we're... So you're getting everywhere. <laughs> trying. <laughs> That's really awesome. So kind of when... So let's just kind of do a timeline too for our listeners mm -hmm. of when you started. So how long ago did you kind of start with... Like when was the process starting of you getting your LLC, getting your trademarks, and then starting to work on the product? How many years ago was that? Okay. Um, so with the LLC and stuff, uh, when I started that company called Lavoto, that was about four years ago. And now I went ahead and just done Gnarly Pepper as a doing business as under that LLC. So that didn't take too long okay. a time, but I did quit my job in February of 2016. And took a, a beautiful trip um, and came back and went to town on formulations probably in April of 2016. And okay. then... So last year? Yeah. Just last year you were doing that? Yeah. Okay. Um, so then knowing that I was truly onto something, um, the Like Mayo was my first um, formulation that I wanted to nail down because I thought that was the most unique product and there's nothing like that truly in in the grocery stores. So that was my main focus. And then I added the veggie and onion as a retail realm. Um, 
So once I got those kind of nailed down, um, shipping back and forth with the Nebraska Spice Company, I would say I probably had a good base of my three products probably in September of 2016. And then moving forward, I had to find my domain name, um, the name of my company. I went back and forth a lot on um, so buying a domain, getting the website, getting a presence, because if it's like coming fast, I have to be able to showcase it. Um, so having that launched and my name going was probably like December of 2016. And I got my pouches in, got them filled and in my hands early January of 2017. And I did a farmer's market and made my first sale like January 27th of 17. Wow. So it's fast. <laughs> you, it is fast. It is fast. And I, you know, I think that's good to share a timeline because I think once you take the leap, like you said, you decided to quit your job, you went on a nice vacation, mm-hmm. and then you came back and you probably put every waking moment into your business and making this happen truly within the past yes. year. Yes. Yes. And so do you find that, you know, after you, talked about when you were younger and you were doing orders and you were playing business. And now that you are living your business, do you feel like this really was your passion all along? Absolutely. And kind of being in the food world of me not having total sense of like where I'm going next with it or something. Um, I do have a business plan. Don't get me wrong, but like not knowing full aware, I kind of have some advantages there because I'm willing to give anything a shot without knowing the boundaries. Um, So it's kind of a learning experience and it's fun along the way. And I, I don't like mundane. So every day is a different um, adventure. And um, I truly hope gnarly pepper gets into all the grocery stores across America. Um, But everything I've learned thus far, there's a lot of other things on my list of, um, inventions and formulations and stuff as well. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's such a fun experience to always try. I'd say just if it's in your gut, you got to go. Sure. And like you said, there's you, you're not stopping. There's, no. <laughs> there's more for you on the horizon. Right. Tell me about uh, where did the name gnarly pepper come from? Like when you said it was hard to figure out your name. Um, well, I, I wanted something to be kind of, like obvious to the public, um, like Greek goods or like something along those lines. But I had no heartstrings to any of that. And I love kind of like a bohemian feel, um, kind of wanted to keep it looking kind of healthy and fun. Um, so there's a company that sells pizza called Mellow Mushroom. And it's just like a, a adjective with a nothingness. Like what they don't sell just mushrooms. They sell pizza and hamburgers and everything else. Well, I'm a peppered base. So you pepper it in something. So I try to justify that. Some people think I sell hot peppers, which that's fine. Um, but yeah, I wanted something kind of just hip, hip and fun. So I, it is fun. It's very fun. You were also talking, um, just cause I'm a, just because I am a nutrition nerd myself and I'm a dietitian, but when you were talking about labeling and getting your product into certain grocery stores or certain um, retail entities, mm-hmm. when it comes to picking, you know, not taglines necessarily, but, you know, having those nutrition claims as a business owner who's not into 
you know, who's not a nutrition professional, what do nutrition claims and what do those kind of claims mean to a business, like from your perspective? Um, it's certainly, well, are you kind of saying like um, the the buyer? Like the not being able, yeah, well, and like, like if you, if someone's looking at your product and you can't put non-GMO on your product because of that sugar beet or whatever, mm-hmm. as owning a business, how does that affect you as a business owner? Um, well, I kind of overall with the nutrition side, I know I don't want to like say certain things are trending, but I would never want to confuse a customer kind of to begin with. Um, if you pack the front of your label with all these certifications and stamps and um, it just might be overwhelming for some customers where other people, I would say maybe about 15 to 18% really look for those things. So I wouldn't want to lose out on the other percent by just being interested in the product. So I wouldn't say it's hurting me completely um, being able to put as many stamps and um, claims and certifications on here. Um, but as buyers looking at certain products, there's some all natural stores and different things that hit only solely certain products. That's kind of where I see the, the bump in the road. Okay. So it's, and I, and I like that your perspective is, you know, I don't want, I don't want you, you don't want your consumers to, you know, have any misconceptions about your product, but it's interesting, you know, as a, business trying to sell your product to a retailer, how they may be looking for certain specific things when it comes to your product. Yes. And I certainly don't want to miss the boat on a lot of those, but um, yeah, just trying to cover all the bases. And I think like moving forward to like with new blends, I think I'll make sure that I can say certain things now too. Whereas before I was kind of like you can. Yeah. You were just hoping to find find somewhere that had this the stuff to mix yeah, it. Yeah, lo and behold, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I think I think it's important as you know as people that sell product, but also as nutrition professionals that you know these are realistic things that are part of owning a business and maybe making a product. Like you do have to think about what the retail environment, how they're involved in your product. You know, you can make a great product, but that doesn't mean a retailer wants you to wants to have it in their store. One hundred percent. And like even with these tear packets, um, I would love to be hanging right in front of the Greek yogurt, and that's not always store rules and different things. Um, but you just gotta kind of bend over backwards, and if you can lead into that sale, if they want a display case, I like go out and make one. Like I, I'm like I don't want to lose the opportunity here and get their customers for possibly life. So it is, um, and I'm able to do that right now, um, given some time, but in the future, if I'm in more and more stores, it's, it becomes, you can't be right. (laughs) Hopefully someday with distribution. Right. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I'll just do what I can in the beginning here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good thing to talk about too, is just, you know, how do you go about going? How do you approach a retailer or how do you approach a natural grocery store on your product? If you have this amazing product in your hands and you want to sell it, how do you approach them? Okay. So <laughs> there's different ways I I tend to go about it. Um, I would say, actually, I've been very fortunate here in the Sealand area with great support from stores and stuff. 
um, but truly a, a cold call and asking for the person that would be purchasing a product. And everyone seems very helpful and kind. Um, if I'm able to visit right there, I ask if they have a few moments and kind of give the basics of what the product is. And I would love to drop off some samples or visit with you in person. It's way easier for someone to say no in person than it is over the phone. So I always tried to get a face-to-face meeting um, before making that hard sale. Um, it does vary um, store to store. The chains um, seem to have a lot less time. So I don't know. I just cold calling, um, trying to set that meeting. I actually, with um, my creative and my brain being kind of scattered, I draw up a map of certain areas that I know I'm going to hit and I make dots of like how long it takes to drive from point A to point B and setting up that meeting. I have to be done by here by 1130 to make the 1230. And then I draw another (laughs) area for my next stop. So it's kind of, um, it's a little overwhelming, but there's probably software out there for that. I just haven't looked into it, but (laughs) yeah, you want to make sure you're timing everything properly too. When you go out to sell for a day, you got to be on your game. To make it time efficient for you yes, too. Yeah. So what's your week kind of look like? I know you said that you don't like mundane and I'm sure you have some type of routine though that you kind of follow. Yes. Week. Yeah. I'm a certainly a coffee girl in the morning and I check my emails and <laughs> do my um, computer stuff about an hour in the morning. Um, but it, pretty much leads right into the cold calls or following up with people that have already purchased. Um, Recently adding the tear packets, I've been reaching out to those who already carry my larger pouch and then kind of hinting, well, we have a new product. If the larger pouch hasn't been that successful for you, this will help um, sell those larger pouches. So doing that and like getting orders ready, probably before lunch is what I do. And I, I use the stamps.com for that because it's so convenient to have it picked up at your front door. Um, oh, nice. yeah. So store orders and online orders, I prep all those. Um, and social media, I try to make sure I try and find times to post um, different videos or photos that I find that are valuable to my customer, like certain store locations that I'm at and stuff like that try and set those up at a good time frame for when maybe people are in a lull in their day, like after lunch and try and make that um, reach as much as I can in that um, social media realm as well. So you really are doing everything right now yourself. Do you have any helpers? Anyone My mom you? and dad help a lot. <laughs> yeah. Do they? That's yeah. Nice. When I was out on the East coast for a while doing some sales, um, there's different events. I'm, I'm tied in with the chamber and stuff. And I try and, um, get the gnarly pepper name out there locally as much as I can. Cause they're my biggest supporters. And, um, yeah, my mom's been the chef for me and dropped some stuff off here and there. And it's, I don't know, it's a family business maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it takes a village, but you're still getting off on, off on in your feet yeah. and, getting everywhere and traveling everywhere and, and doing all those, being the salesperson, being the owner, being the packager, <laughs> being the shipper, being the social media marketer oh my gosh, I need and, a raise. and all those. You do. <laughs> I hope you give yourself. One. 
And that's, you know, and I think, I think about that too. And it's like, you know, do you pay yourself? Is that, is that a wrong question as an entrepreneur when you're starting out? No, you don't pay yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Not until you're making money, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of bizarre. I mean, being on the road and sales and stuff, there are certain things that are business expenses regardless. So, um, kind of tying into that, I, I survive, I guess. That's good. That's good. You have a good network of people to help you. But I think you have a great product. I'm so glad that we actually have been introduced to each other. I'm glad that you could kind of tell my listeners too about, I think there are a lot of, especially dietitians and other health and wellness professionals that are kind of wanting to do their own product. And I kind of like your message about just do it. Don't have any regrets. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly test that market before you spend your $20,000 on something, you know, you want to make sure everyone out there would be a good buyer. And it's kind of ironic too. You might think your closest friends will be your, your best um, customers, but that's not always the case either. So you got to really expand outside your reach and not be nervous and give it your all. Yeah. I think that would be the hardest thing for me is to not be nervous. (laughs) It is hard. You probably get really brave. You probably get really brave. Yeah. Well, shoot. When I go to make sales calls, sometimes I like get all set down and I get ready and I have my list and my phone and I'm like, oh, I think I could use more coffee. So I like get up and like, you know, I almost postpone (laughs) it too much. But once you make a few, it's just game on. So it's, it's fun. Mm -hmm. That would be tough. But hey, a little extra coffee no. doesn't hurt, you know, <laughs> a little more jet fuel. Why yes. not? <laughs> so, and you said, it, you know, you, you're excited about the future. And I know I don't want you to tell me what you have planned, but, you know, you have a business plan and you have other plans. And do you think that's a really big, important part about being an entrepreneur is making sure that you do have kind of that? Absolutely. Um, like my, my next big move would be to add a couple new flavors. And my fiance all the time says, you've only been doing this for a year. Like if, if people want a new flavor that badly, that means like it's a good problem to have. And, um, I won't say what flavors possibly, but, um, it's always comes down to kind of like money. So I just came out with these tear packets, which was the biggest venture of uh, the end of my 2017 year, I was so stoked about these. I actually started working on them in May and I just got my hands on them the beginning of December. Um, so that's been a yeah, of love. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, looking in the future too, there's some certain items that I think I could maybe pair up, um, with the Greek yogurt container and stuff. And, um, there, I don't know, there's, it keeps that mundane day-to-day thing away from me. So I, I like having my brain go out of its way and trying coming up with different things and solving problems, even just within my, within my own company. And I think that's good because I think as entrepreneurs, your passion will always keep you thinking about what's mm-hmm. next. And it'll be exciting to see what you come out with next. I'm excited myself. Because I like all your other stuff. So I'm sure it'll be delicious. It will be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do do have to ask, besides your homemade Greek yogurt, what's your favorite 
Greek yogurt that you like to work with the most? Um, I would say that Supernaturals, um, Kelowna. Kelowna. They're, um, mm-hmm. uh, it's still- yeah, it's a little thicker based. Um, uh, tastes really great with my blends. And like I said, too, they're a friendly company. That it's it's like a local base. So I like if I can promote local, I would hope people can support local kind of thing. So, and for maybe the listeners that aren't local in our fabulous state of Iowa, do you have a <laughs> a, a more of a national brand that you like to work with when it comes to just for people that maybe buy your product and you know there are so many Greek yogurts out there. It's like how do yes, you um, I'll yeah, Chobani, plain Greek yogurt. Yep, the full fat or non-fat um, work really, really well with with the gnarly pepper. I was going to ask if you preferred the full fat or if you prefer like a zero or a two percent. Um, I traditionally do the non-fat for samplings just to like um, showcase if people want that non-fat option. But when I even made my own Greek yogurt, it's full fat to the brim, so it's like I know it tastes better <laughs> to have the full fat. <laughs> Yeah, but even so, full fat's way less than the sour cream and cream cheese and all that too. So you're not you're not missing the boat if you choose the full fat. That's true. And do you is there anything specific that you recommend? Like you know, some of those dips taste better the next day if you make it the day before, or yours great right off the fly. What do you recommend? Um, I think ours tastes great right off the fly. If you do let it sit for a half hour or so. It does kind of soak into the dehydrated goods within the veggie and onion. Um, Mayo is ready to rock and roll immediately. Um, But of course, if they sit, they'll flavor through a little bit more. Um, I mean, so it's up to you. And I do want to mention all three flavors together kind of mimic a ranch. So if you add a little of the mayo, the veggie and onion, it resembles that ranch flavor for your your kiddos or whatever, if they need to eat their veggies, you have your healthy option yeah. for sure. Sure. That's a really yeah. good point. And, or maybe just people that don't like veggies at all. That would be a great way to get them to eat Heck their yeah. veggies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sample your um, products in my, I have a diabetes prevention class I teach. So you are on the docket to sample in our, Yay, one of our classes. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because they're tough cookies and they don't like vegetables. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> so I want to help them like vegetables. Gnarly pepper is the way to go. Yes, absolutely. Well, I, we have to thank, we have to give a little Adrian a little shout yes, out. Yes, thank you. Us. Um, yeah, yeah, she's she was our conduit to this happening. And I just really appreciate you sharing um, just your story of being an entrepreneur and how you came up with a product. and. Also, um, I will link all of your uh, contact information as well as your website and where people can buy oh, your product as well and and your YouTube because you have some good videos. Yes. Too, so we will do that. But I do have a few fun questions for you besides since you, since you <laughs> like food, um, I do have to ask some food questions. So what is your favorite food? Oh, gosh. Um, I think probably anything... Mexican. I like tacos and chips and salsa. And that's kind of why I got onto the Greek yogurt kick because I would add too much Tabasco sauce to my life that I had to cool it down with something. So yeah, that's oh, kind of where I became semi-infatuated with plain Greek yogurt. 
So you would just add that to offset your Tabasco Pretty mania. Much. That's seriously not a lie. <laughs> I like that you didn't cut back on the Tabasco. You just found another vehicle to make it less spicy. <laughs> you're a true foodie if, you're yeah. like, if you do that. Um, do you have a favorite beverage or a favorite Ooh. drink? Um, I would say, um, you know, I'm a big water person. So I think just lemon water is probably my favorite drink. That sounds so lame. Um, but I go, <laughs> I go for coffee. Okay. I like fun coffees and I do the, um, the press for those. And it kind of makes me feel like I'm in London or something. Oh, you do the press. Good for you. I don't have patience. Well, I got press. all morning. Remember? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and you like ways to kind of um, not have to do right, tasks on right. occasion. Time that helps kind of yeah. those. <laughs> what kind of fun coffees do you like? Are like different flavors or just different? Um, brands different brands. Or- um, like a lot of the times when I go to the farmers markets and stuff, there's different people there with um, whole beans and stuff. So I try and support them and um, get their products. Um, but otherwise, yeah. The specialty shops, I like to get the one bags. I don't know if they're like probably a 0.5 ounce type bag and you just put it right in the press. Oh, sure. So, yeah. Um, I'm a Colombian pretty much. I like the Colombian coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like the Colombian. Good to know. So coffee and water <laughs> is her jet fuel. So now we know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite scent? Oh, I'm into like... Beard oil, like the earthy tree, um, sage, um, sticks in the wood kind of smells right now. I don't know. Mm, that's a good yeah. time of year for that. So beard oil? I don't what is oh, that? I've well, my fiance wears this beard oil that um, smells really oh, kind okay. of earthy, evergreen has- kind of hint to it. Well, no wonder you like it because this is your fiance and he (laughs) smells delicious. (laughs) Yes. Interesting. Good to know. See, they have fancy stuff for beers. Yeah, I I got to tame it. (laughs) (laughs) True. That's true. (laughs) What what brings you joy in life? I would say for sure my family and travel. Like I told you too, like mundane it's not really my thing, but I love coming home. So um, mostly doing the sales and stuff, it brings a lot of joy to my life. I'm getting out and seeing new things, meeting new people. I truly love meeting people. And being out on the road or coast to coast, what have you, coming home is is super nice too. So I'm surrounded by joy kind of. I try to do that on my day-to-day basis pretty much. And all, and that probably helps. And that's probably another reason why you like being an entrepreneur too, because you can have all that kind of joy in all different areas. Yeah, yep. Life. I make my own schedule, so it's it's pretty nice to um, even kind of meet up with friends and stuff. If a if a Thursday strikes a good fun lunch, I can rearrange and make that happen. So I'm I'm not yeah. stricken to a certain schedule. It's it's really nice. Sure. Where's your favorite place that you've traveled to so far? Thailand, by far. I've been there twice. And I want to go a third. Yes. Have you? And I wouldn't (laughs) lie if I say I I think about it probably every day. 
Do you really, do you have like photos kind of like around? Of, like, oh yeah. And yeah. And actually one of my favorite places yeah. in the world, I, um, my friend Ben and I hiked to the top of this hill and I don't remember the name cause it was all in Thai. Um, but I have this wonderful <laughs> picture and actually my fiance, um, painted that picture for me for my birthday last year. So oh, wow. Yeah, That's I get so to neat. see that every day. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're going to, well, maybe if we have another conversation and another next year sometime, you'll have different flavors. You'll be to Hopefully. Thailand again, maybe. <laughs> and who knows? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time today. And I look forward to just being being along for the journey and seeing where your business goes and thanks for sharing every all your knowledge well, yes with I appreciate listeners. you having me and um, I'm very excited for the future so hopefully any of your listeners um, purchasing the product if they like it to keep an eye out for new things in the future awesome. yes thank thanks, you Sarah I have to thank Sarah for getting so personal about starting her own business and developing a product. I think many dietitians and even other health professionals have pondered creating a product of their own, and there's a lot of work that goes into it. I was very inspired by how fast she got the ball rolling after she quit her job, but that's exactly what an entrepreneur has to do. They have to hustle. Go follow her on social media. Go to the Gnarly Pepper YouTube channel. She has some great videos as well that involve her dip mixes. And since we're talking about Iowa products, I have to share one of my things that I love is Nick Sticks that was also born and raised in Iowa. And I like to share that with my podcast guests because it's one of the best tasting snack sticks you can find. No antibiotics, no hormones, no sugar, no red dye, no gluten, all of the goodness, none of the garbage, and a great source of protein. To learn more, go to nicksticks.com. Head on over to annelizabethardy.com where you can read my latest weekly wisdom blog post. I will be sharing my current adventures of 2018 involving travel and food, some workout music that I'm listening to right now as I'm getting into the gym, a really delicious or real deal recipe, or something I love right now. You can also purchase my book and you can find all of my previous podcast show notes and links to the things we talked about during my great conversations with these amazing people. I would love to connect with you on social media and you can easily find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest too at Anne Elizabeth RD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day and to start a conversation that truly matters.